Okay. Are you recording? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless <laughs> you. But you'll love that early. <laughs> I should keep just right, a compilation of our burps throughout all these podcasts. So know, like one episode release, and it's just in 45 minutes of us burping. It's just burps. <laughs> I love it. Hello, beautiful people of the interwebs. Welcome to Equality hello, Time. Hello. We are your hosts. Yeah. Sophie and Maddie. <laughs> better than ever. We're yep, what? Sophie and Maddie. Back and better than ever. Back and better than ever. <laughs> I hope everyone's having a good day. Yeah. We, um, you know, taking care of yourself, the people you love. You. Yeah. Today we're gonna we want to like right away start off with um a disclaimer a warning we're gonna be talking about um sexual violence harassment sexual assault sex trafficking um so very serious and real topics but also we want to give you a warning um if you're not ready or in the right space to hear these things or talk about them. We wanted to tell you now this might not be the episode for you. Yeah. Trigger warning, basically. If you don't, if you're not in the space to talk about this or hear about people talk about it or Trigger warning. anything that is totally reasonable, totally fine, you are valid. We understand. Maybe come back in a time when you are. If not, it's okay. Yeah. Check in next week or listen to the last episode mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Don't do anything that's going to harm your mental health and make you feel like shit so just make sure you're putting yourself first uh but we are gonna talk about this stuff we think it's really important and we both have um done a lot of research in the past about these topics and we just feel like it's something that we really want to address on this podcast so we're gonna do it and if you're here you're here Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically all right Start with some deaths. Yeah, let's get into some definitions. So sexual harassment is behavior characterized by the making of unwelcome and inappropriate sexual remarks or physical advances in a workplace or other professional or social situation. Um, Sexual assault is any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. Um, So consent is a clear yes to sexual activity. Not saying no does not mean that you have given consent. Sexual contact without consent is sexual assault or rape. And sex trafficking is the action or practice of illegally transporting people from one country or area to another for the purpose of sexual exploitation. And then human trafficking is similar the United Nations defines human trafficking as the, the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of persons by means of the threat or use of force and other forms of coercion, of abduction, of fraud, of deception, of the abuse of power, or of a position of vulnerability, or of the giving or receiving of payments or benefits to achieve the consent of a person having control over another person for the purpose of exploitation. So sex trafficking is more uh, specifically related to sexual exploitation, and then human trafficking is more broad, uh, but it's still exploiting a human being. So hopefully all those make sense. Yeah. Like human trafficking is almost like kind of a broad term people will use as like an overbearing Mm -hmm. term of 
sexual assault, like forced labor, child labor, you know, the drug war, yes. like sex trafficking. Like it's, it's, it's almost of a like child soldiers, all of mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like an umbrella term, I guess mm-hmm. that when you really get into it, there's a bunch of different sections of very real and serious like topics, issues. Yeah. But we're going to kind of just talk about sexual violence and like sexual assault and sex trafficking ish today. Yep. Yes, yes. So to start, we'll talk about sexual harassment. So we gave you the definition already. I'm sure most people have either dealt with this or at least know someone who has dealt with this. Mm-hmm. It's very, very common. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about like sexual harassment isn't just something that happens in like certain situations or like because of someone's certain desire or something like that like it's sexual harassment is driven in in every work environment in every you know personal environment it happens anywhere and everywhere for any reason at all yep you know yeah absolutely uh and a big piece of harassment and like why it happens is the imbalance of power. Um, Power is usually involved. So, of course, someone coming up to you at a bar might not fall under that, I guess. Um, Someone, like, walking by and squeezing your butt might not. But, like, in work environments especially, that imbalance of power comes into play. And it can even happen in female-dominated fields. It's not... Mm -hmm. I mean, women can do it to men and... Even in those fields, men are going to be your supervisors and your principals and your managers Mm -hmm. more often than women are. And like so many things we've talked about before, race comes into play as well. Mm -hmm. It is important. Like race and racism adds another layer to the systemic power imbalances of any work field. Men hold far more positions of power in all sectors of the economy. And even like you were saying, and even in women dominated, like female dominated fields, the man (laughs) still is most likely to be superior and be managers and (laughs) hold that power against people. Yeah, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the reports we are reading, it says women of lower status are more common targets of sexual harassment by predators who are typically men of higher status. Men, particularly those who don't conform to the traditional masculine norms and others seen outside like the LGBT and gender nonconforming people can be targets. Women can be harassers too. People of color, especially women of color, are more likely to be subject to sexual harassment than their white counterparts. (laughs) Oh, there's just, it's just, mm. it's, it's frustrating. It's so common. It's so common. And it's like sad that I don't know where it's rooted in that somebody thinks they have the power over somebody else to choose what happens to their body or that they're just gonna go and do something sexual to them because they think to themselves that they deserve that. I don't even know. Like I can't. I can't justify it, it in my head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's it's so weird, too. So, like, my first job was at Dairy Queen, and I was, like, 14, 15. I just went ahead and got a job really young, like, right when I could get one. And the men who were above me were creeps, bro. 
And mm-hmm. I'm a ch- I was a kid and they were like in their 40s, probably 30, 40s. Even like the seniors in high school that worked there were, were creepy too. Mm-hmm. They were skis balls. But <laughs> def- it's just, it's crazy. Like, I don't know what's up with people's heads that they think they can do that to children. I don't know either. Like, I'm, I think about like my little sister is at the age that I first experienced sexual harassment. Like, and she's seven years younger than me. It's just... It's mind-blowing that Mm -hmm. that's a thing, one, that it happens to kids, it happens to anyone, it Mm -hmm. happens to men, women. It's all about power. If someone is above you in any way, Mm -hmm. they're going to probably do something skeezy. So Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. It happens so young to kids, too. Yeah, it happens so way younger than what I said, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a big thing with sex trafficking is so many so many children yeah get trafficked before they even their brains aren't even like halfway de- developed like yeah it's so sad it's uh... let's move on to sexual assault because we just basically we wanted to address harassment uh, but we're mm-hmm. more focused on the assault and um, the trafficking today is really what we kind of want to talk about so sexual assault, it includes rape, uh, sexual intercourse against a person's will, basically uh, forcible so- sodomy, forcible sodomy, mm-hmm. um, anal or oral sex against a person's will, forcible object penetration, marital rape, unwanted sexual touching, sexual contact with minors, whether consensual or not, incest, and basically any unwanted or coerced sexual contact so that's kind of what it entails the big thing that the reading that just now sexual contact with minors that just made me think of what sharon would always say about like they can't consent they are children yeah a child prostitute is not a thing yeah children cannot consent to sex or any of that legally cannot consent to that so it is literally just rape yes like absolutely well, so when I think about sexual assault, um, remember two years ago when all those women uh, that were gymnasts came forward and talked about how their doctor um, mm-hmm. gave them a lot of, I mean, I don't know, they just abused them sexually and was a disgusting human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's about when all like the Me Too movement was happening. <sighs> Where you're like, you, people who don't realize it maybe finally realize that it really does happen so often. Mm-hmm. It's it's just crazy. It happens so often. And I think what's so hard about it, well, I mean, wait, let me redraw that. Many things. Right. It happens so often. But what's so frustrating is that us as a community aren't working well enough together to help all of these people and to raise awareness and to bring resources and therapy and so much to opportunity to the all of these people that our Mm -hmm. community can't come together enough to like get there and help start doing that and like making all of those strides and it's frustrating it is very frustrating um what else is frustrating is I wrote down a bunch of these quotes so we can just kind of talk about them and have sort of a discussion about them. But I was watching a video on YouTube that was called Things Not to Say to Someone Who's Been Sexually Assaulted. Uh, It was on the channel BBC3, and you can find it if you want. Um, It was just a really short video. And I wrote down just a few different things because these are what you're always going to hear. 
Mm. With a, we're going to get triggered reading these. I guarantee you I'm going to hear Maddie scream a few times. It's just like people are so <laughs> fucking dumb. I'm already so, mad. Okay, I read the, the first, first question. On there, <laughs> one of the first ones on there were, were you drunk? Uh, does it fucking matter no. if I was drunk? No. Does it fucking matter? No, it does not. I'm here to tell you it does not. Uh, what were you wearing? Does oh. it fucking matter what I was wearing? Don't get me started. If somebody is walking naked across the street, it does not give you the right to rape them. Yeah, I, absolutely I, not. I don't understand where <laughs> <laughs> that... For real. Like, ugh, it yeah. does not matter if she was wearing a miniskirt. Sorry, I was It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And you can look and you can see reports about what people were wearing if you're mm-hmm. really curious about mm-hmm. it. Don't Control be an asshole, though, yourself. But, like, they're not half the time they're not wearing like anything that you're picturing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone could be wearing like fucking a snowsuit, fucking rubber gloves, wearing their mask, their COVID literally, fit, you know, all this stuff. It doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I saw that video I sent you on t- on Twitter of that guy. Dude, Literally, we gotta talk about that. I was so. Fu- should we talk about it now, or you want to bring it up later? I don't care. I was literally so furious because it, there was this dude on Twitter. I have no clue who he was, but he was just. It like, was a. Uh, it was Keenstar, who's an asshole. But go ahead, yeah, uh, go. Okay, well, he was ranting, and he was. It was some situation where a girl was talking about how some guy like kissed her hand and like moved it across her chest, something like the, along those lines, and she. Mm like, came out and said it was, like, really, really messed with her and, like, that's harassment and, like, these things like that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this guy just posed this video being, like, that he was being nice and, like, all of these things that are so wrong and he's, mm-hmm. like, you should have told him right there. Don't kiss my hand. You should have not said anything. He was, like, what do you yeah. mean you froze and all these things? And I'm, like, how dare you tell somebody who came mm-hmm. out with their honest self-truths of being like i felt really uncomfortable for this and like this is shit women and people deal with all the time of like just the t- common touching of the waist when you walk by the mm-hmm. like all these things women deal with all the time and other people how dare you tell her she is yeah. not valid and that it was on her that that man yeah. did that to her. It is not on her. That man had no right to walk up to her and take her hand and do all those things to it because it's not his body. Yeah. That is not consent. And that person might have not said anything because of a list of reasons. She many, might have been. Many things. She could have been scared. She could have just been in pure shock, which happens all the time and is totally okay. It's shock, yeah. It's a big thing. <sighs> uh, there's so many things about it that really piss me off. It, it just. People who are victims of sexual assault are already dealing with shame and they're dealing with guilt Mm -hmm. uh, because of the way the society is. And the last thing they need is for someone with such a big following to be like, you should have just said no. You should (sighs) have just said no. And then if we're going to play devil's advocate or whatever, we're going to be like exactly like him. But on the other side of things, as a guy, like because he's thinking very uh, heterosexually. As a guy, you have a responsibility to know boundaries mm-hmm. and to respect women and to uh, get consent when you're doing that stuff. So why didn't he ask if he could do that? Like, what the fuck is he? Right. It doesn't even make any sense. It's not that hard to and be then, like, hey, can I kiss your hand? Like, I want to be nice. And then right. if they have the ability to be like, oh, sure, girl. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Or they have the ability to be like, no, I actually don't want to be touched right now. But thank you, though. I appreciate the sentiment. Like, 
Oh my right. God, communication. How easy would that have been? Situation just fixed right there. Like, it's ridiculous. He should not be speaking for women and saying no. what women should be doing. And a lot of people who just say no, like he's saying, it's just so easy to just say no. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people wind up dead. So tell Literally. me, tell me what the fuck he's even talking about. It's not uncommon for girls to freeze up or have a nervous laugh when yes. you do that shit because they're terrified. It's Absolutely scary. terrified. It's so fuck off, Keemstar. You can suck my big old yeah. dick. And I think he came back later and was like, I stand corrected, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, delete your video. Yeah. Start apologizing. Start raising awareness. Post some links to some things that could help people and women. Like, yeah. And I don't know anything about that dude, but me either. I know that he's done a lot of controversial things. So maybe he's doing it to get attention or whatever, but don't do that shit. Don't be. Mm. So let's see. The next one that I wrote down, why didn't you fight? Mm. Uh, one of the girls in the video was told when she was like getting checked out and everything after that she was lucky because she had defense wounds because it was like an open and shut case. But <sighs> she's not lucky. Fuck you. Oh, Are you fucking serious? Oh my god. Yeah. That's, oh my god. That's it ridiculous. Was so bad. Uh, and there was a guy on there. This one really hurt my heart. Uh, that someone told him. But you're gay and he was straight. Isn't that like a bit of a fantasy? <gasps> fuck you. Whoever said that fuck to him, fuck you. you. First that of all, okay. how dare you? And then he you? also faced this one a lot. But you're a man. So, so oh, fucking yeah. what? Who cares? So what, dude? Who cares what their how gender is? If gonna... they come out or if they're asking for help, you help them. You listen to them. Yes. The last one I wrote down was... You must have wanted it a little bit. Oh. (laughs) It's so sad to hear because people actually think that. And if they think what other people want is to be harassed, to be raped, to be stolen. Like, I I don't. Why? Like, I don't understand how the. People think like that. We need to start teaching our children and our friends and our families that this is not okay. One of the things, there's so many things you need to change in your mind if you think this way. But the big one I want to address is it can happen to boys. It can happen to men. It's not It's not a gender issue. It is a power issue. Mm-hmm. Fully a power issue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like the biggest thing to me is like, I mean, there's so many big things. But like... It does happen to men, and men are not going to ever be able to come forward and, like, seek help if they need it, if they're terrified, because they're a man, and, and it doesn't happen to men. It absolutely yeah. happens to men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. comes it comes down to, yeah, the masculinity, all of that. It's just such bull. Yeah. It is. So. Masculinity is such a thing, like, a big thing in our society right now, but it's so sad that masculinity stops people from coming out or so many Mm -hmm. men like even searching for help because it's so embarrassing or it's another layer that's harder for people too to even come out and reach help if you know they need it and stuff yeah do you want to move on to trafficking yeah there's a lot of intersections between sex trafficking and sexual assault and we found a few different articles that we kind of want to talk about um that addresses this 
So human trafficking and sexual assault are both traumatic crimes. They both involve power and control and abuse and exploitation of another person. Uh, sexual assault can be verbal, visual, physical, or anything that forces a person to be subjected to or engage in unwanted sexual contact. Sexual harassment, which may include requests for sexual favors and obscene and suggestive language is not only unlawful in its own right, it also can lead to sexual assault. Uh, traffickers commonly use sexual violence as a tool to assert power and control over women, children, and men, regardless of the type of trafficking they're engaging in. Mm -hmm. There's a common misconception that sexual violence occurs only in sex trafficking, although not all people who work in the sex industry are trafficked. Those that are engaged in the commercial sex industry, including trafficking victims, are at an extremely high risk of sexual assault. However, the unfortunate truth is that sexual violence occurs in almost every type of trafficking situation, including the commercial sex industry and forced labor and all those things. In all of these situations, it is important to remember that no one agrees to be sexually assaulted or trafficked despite appearances of consent at various stages of the trafficking or sexual assault. That part I really like that they brought up in this article because kind of like a little bit of what we were mentioning earlier is consent. Yeah. People really think consent is a yes or no thing where consent yeah. is way more than that. If somebody is like, I'm not interested, that's a no. <laughs> if somebody is yeah. like, uh, I'm not feeling it right now, maybe later, that's a no. Yeah. You can you can start off being into it mm -hmm. and then change your mind change your mind you're allowed to change your mind mm -hmm. you gotta stop she yeah. says i don't want to do this anymore you gotta stop i don't care what she said a minute before that mm -hmm. like doesn't matter and consent is like a sexy thing too like right? it, it can be like a sexy thing right like i don't just make it sexy it doesn't have to be like a whole buzz kill it doesn't exactly. have to be like do you consent to this like you know well, you can make it like like, I want to touch you. Like, is that cool? Like, is that cool? I don't know. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> no, yeah. No, but literally it is. Like, have you, you ever... Or like, oh my God, have you ever had someone to be like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, yes now you can. can. Now you can. <laughs> I mean, if you would have just gone in for it, I would have been like, whoa. But now right. that you asked, I am like, team consent, let's yes. go. Then you're feeling it. It's like, yeah, it's it's attractive. Mm -hmm. What's hard, disheartening to see is when survivors come out and people like sur people say oh well you know why they were in it they were just like saying yes to everything and like doing all things yeah. which is not true and even if it is nope. it's not valid now they were not in a safe mm -mm. situation where they had the ability to say no yeah yeah there's so much with like with victims of uh sex trafficking like just so much that the the people who are selling this person's body do to that person to make them think a different way so mm -hmm. maybe they started off being being against something started off verbally expressing that they were not wanting to do something the more that they are like viciously attacked the mm -hmm. more they are beat the more that this stuff happens to them mm -hmm. they are going to start consenting you know but they're not mm -hmm. they're going to start making it seem that they are they need to be into it to not die basically like well, yeah sharon used to always say uh the goal of the trafficker is to control mind body and soul yeah, over that person own to own them fully so much cohesion co coercion so coercion, much co yeah. coercion and so much abuse and sexual harassment and all sorts of tasks tactics 
is used on these children and people to get them to do what they need, to get them to meet their quota, to get them to bring other people into it, to get them mm-hmm. to do multitude of different things all under their control. And these traffickers get none of the money. They get none of the niceties or anything that a human being should get. They don't get yeah. any of it. The money goes right out of their pocket into the cellar and they see nothing and they're treated in horrible, horrible circums, like hor- not circum, what's the word? Like resources, their <sighs> homes and stuff. Yes. Not good. So there was a good article that we found on the Salvation Army website. Um, and before we use this data uh, and talk about it, we do want to say that they have not, they have not always been accepting of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. um, and the people within this. We are using this, like Sophie said, this article because it's kind of hard sometimes to find data and article on sex trafficking and sexual harassment just because there's not a lot of it. And there's not a lot of good numbers because a lot of them go unreported. There's not a lot of resources and organizations that will do the numbers. Mm-hmm. So um, we're using this article strictly for the re- the numbers that they have and the statistics. The Salvation Army, I think, has done some things for queer people now and stuff. But in the past, they've definitely been anti-marriage and queer people for yeah. a while. Absolutely. Yeah. So like we were saying, they were talking about how traffickers commonly use sexual violence Um, As a tool to assert power and control, this can be in scenarios of sex trafficking where sexual violence is penetrated by both the trafficker and those purchasing the sex. But uh, this article said, according to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, one in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in their lives. In eight out of 10 cases of rape, the victim knows the predator. Um... In farm working faces, similar thing, as many as eight out of 10 farm worker women interviewed in a recent study by the Human Rights Watch reported sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And and the restaurant in- industry is a big part of it. The Restaurant Opportunities Center United reports that 60% of women and transgender workers and 46% of men reported that sexual harassment was an uncomfortable aspect of work life. 60% of transgender, 50% of women, and 47% of men reporting experiencing scary or quote-unquote unwanted sexual behavior. Which, 60%, dude. Yeah, it's insane. One in five women. Yeah, and I would argue probably that... uh like this one in 71 men and 40%, 46% of men. Um, I bet that's higher. Has honestly. to be. It has, has to be, be higher. It's just that they're afraid to report because of all of the stupid hypermasculinity in our society. They're afraid um, to report or they're still in an environment where they cannot report. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And there's a lot of stigma once someone does come out about this stuff about that person. Mm -hmm. And people tell them they're wrong or they deserved it or they hope it was worse or they wish they could get trafficked again or... Yeah, awful things. Awful, awful things. The thing you said about the victim knowing the perpetrator, that is a big deal. So we Mm -hmm. talk about that a lot 
uh, within the human trafficking world is that it a lot of the times it's a family member that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that you know or like your your babysitter mm-hmm. or you know someone that is close to the your family brother, your uncle. You. Most of the time, it's not someone coming up to you in a parking lot. Although that does happen absolutely, mm-hmm. and take your pepper spray with you, ladies. But and also, if you ever see something outside of your car that looks like a piece of paper, get in your car and drive away. Do not go and take it out because sometimes or like people put smudge dirt on it or something yeah. so you have to get out and clean it off just get out of there get get, get the out of off. there do not clear something off your car look at it later when you're in a safer environment because people will use that as lures to s- grab people when they're outside their car fixing something anyway mm-hmm. keep going so a lot of the times yes that does still happen but a lot of the times it's going to be someone that you know or someone within your family mm-hmm. or a family friend or someone that you work with, mm-hmm. you know, that gives you a ride home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's often someone that you know, mm-hmm. which, which I feel like as far as, like, the media that we have and, like, the, the stupid movies, sure, I watch them, or the, like, NCIS scenes, crim- like, they make it look more like... It's someone who's just randomly found you and right. comes up to you when, when you're outside. It's someone it's that you know. Yeah. Yeah. More, yeah. more often. Right. It, that just goes to show that so many people, like, just are like, well, it can never happen to me because, like, you know, I don't – everyone yeah. I know is, like, you know, really nice or whatever. Uh, honey. It doesn't mean anything. Or to the people who are like, well, don't put yourself in bad dis- situations. Don't put yourself uh-huh. in dangerous situations. A- that doesn't matter. Yeah, you shouldn't have been there. No, yeah, don't that you. doesn't matter. So we spent an entire semester of our lives <laughs> was uh, working that? on... It was more than that because we continued after, but... Uh, to meet a, to meet certain deadlines, <laughs> we right. spent at least a semester uh, focusing on human trafficking and specifically on like small towns mm-hmm. uh, because it really does happen everywhere. And that's a big thing that we wanted to talk about within our film was mm-hmm. that it happens everywhere mm-hmm. all the time to to different like people that you know, you know, trafficking assault and harassment happens to people that you know in your town whether or not you think that it does Mm -hmm. um and that's a big thing that we discovered um and another big thing we just we like discovered because we were doing this film in topeka kansas which has one shelter that is very it's a religious based shelter it's super religious and it's against gay people completely if they find out that you are gay trans you're anything. you're out of there if you're trans you're out of there you're not allowed to stay there which is insane so disheartening when we started this documentary i think you said this like our leading point was like it happens in every single state in every single country like sex trafficking is not just international sex trafficking like it is mm-hmm. at every <laughs> sharon yeah. also said this it so- is that at every gas stop <laughs> across this country mm-hmm. it is at every truck stop across this country like truckers yeah. is one of the main yes sources buyers mm-hmm. use and sellers use to transport people mm-hmm. for sex children for sex trafficking is through all of these truck shops in the middle of but fuck nowhere yep and it is happening there mm-hmm. and there's not enough resources as any of these states in america especially the small towns mm-hmm. 
these rural areas. Yes, because what you're thinking about, if you don't really know anything about sex trafficking or human trafficking, what's coming to mind right now, I guarantee you, is that Liam Neeson movie Taken, and you think it's all uh, international, mm-hmm. and you think if your little, if your daughter goes off to another country, she's going to be trafficked. It's not always like that. It's happening here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Absolutely happening here mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So back to the shelter issue is currently there are a lot of shelters that don't allow LGBTQ plus people into their homes. Now, even though federally there are there are departments of like housing and urban development, like and some stuff put into place to protect queer people. Trump administration was planning to essentially eliminate crucial non-discrimination protections for transgender people seeking self safe shelter. So they already are trying to attack and take away the very little rights they have for some of these shelters that are like federally run. But like, the church one in Topeka that is not federally run and run by a local organization or a, a nonprofit or whatever it is, they, and depending on the state, can have different rules on who they allow into their shelter or their community and who they don't. And that's where so many, so many trans people and LGBTQIA plus people are denied. In general, population lifetime rate of homelessness is around four in every 100 people. And according to the 2015 U.S. Transgender Survey, nearly one in three transgender respondents experienced homelessness at some point in their life. This same article talked about 70% of respondents who were homeless in the year prior to the survey reported mistreatment in shelters due to their gender identity, 52% experienced verbal, physical, and non-sexual harassment and or assault during their stay, 44% left the shelter due to poor treatment or unsafe condition despite knowing having they have nowhere else to go, Nearly one in 10 respondents who stayed in a shelter in a year prior to the survey were thrown out when the staff found out they were transgender. There was like a survey done by the Equal Rights Center where they called 100 shelters in four states and only only 30% were willing to accommodate to transgender women in accordance with their gender identity and one in five outright refused to serve transgender women. Shelter in states with explicit gender identity and non-discrimination protections were twice as likely to accommodate to transgender client with appropriate shelter, indicating that the clear non-discrimination laws may increase access to shelters and policies such as equal access rule are important tools for treatment and transgender people in the public service. So essentially, they're like, out of all these places we called, the ones that had these laws, like anti-discrimination laws, were more willing to work with transgender women than all of the states where the where they didn't have any discrimination laws. They were less likely to even work with them. And what blows my mind about all of it, uh, we all know within this community, this the LGBTQ community, you know that. The homelessness within this community is already, I mean, it's insane because Mm -hmm. there are asshole parents that 
are unwilling to accept their children as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already have the highest numbers of needing a home, needing a shelter. And then all these shelters are just going to kick you out because mm-hmm. they don't agree with right. the way that you fucking are, the, the person that you are. Because yeah. let's be honest, it's not a fucking choice. Right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, How could somebody... have to hide your identity to even feel like you can stay somewhere literally like in Topeka if they knew you were gay you're out you're so out you just have to hide who you are as a person like, right well and it's like such bullshit it doesn't make sense to me how could somebody walk up to your door and they say I need help or you can physically see they need help yeah and you're gonna tell them no for a non-factor yeah. for whatever their gender identity is for whoever they like to kiss whoever they like to love like I don't understand how somebody can say no to people who need help people who need shelter people who need treatment people who are getting trafficked and you're gonna turn them around and be like nah Sorry, yeah. we don't like the gays. No, no. That's not an excuse. It just doesn't make any sense to me either. It doesn't. Like, so what people always talk about to me, because I'm so annoying about bringing up social justice issues in my everyday life. Everyone's just like, you know, people are out here to serve themselves right. and all that. But, like, you shouldn't be. Mm-mm. How hard is it to fucking care about other people? It just, Agreed. I don't understand. Agreed. That's why I'll continue it and I will never stop doing this. I'll never stop talking about it. Right. No matter how negative people it, think I am because of it, you should be a good person. Exactly. Like, it's not Period. hard to just be a good person. Period. I, yeah fucking retweet <laughs> yeah like right and a lot of people are like if you were rich you would think differently like when it comes to like republicans and their and the, the laws that they have for money and everything if i was rich i would be donating to people who need right. the money i would be redistributing my wealth mm-hmm. to people who need fucking help yeah so no no that's not who i am i'm sorry but right. it just doesn't make any sense to me just be good be a good agreed. person agreed agreed so many people you can in this make world. So much money being nice, too. You don't right. need to be an asshole to make money. What were you going to say? Sorry. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I don't understand how people have the will to not help somebody else in need because they disagree with something that yeah. doesn't even. <sighs> it's so dumb. So, like, people just get mad about about the wrong things, is, is honestly all I can say. Like, I know, like, with, like, the monuments monuments being torn down right now because of all the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and everything going on, people are like, oh, my God, my history, it's being destroyed. Oh, my God, my racist history. Like, don't mm-hmm. take my statues down. Oh, my God. Why do you care about the fucking metal statue? Agreed. When, like, there's a human being who needs your fucking attention, dude. Agreed. It's crazy. It does. It affects... <sighs> It affects everything. And why do you care? Like, right. why why does it bother you that much? Like, put a picture of them on your wall if you really need to. But, like, you don't need that statue, like, that dehumanizes a fucking... So many people. people. Like... Right. Well, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, it's it's a statue. Do you... Why do you... I don't know. Yeah, it, I just don't get it. It's a material thing. So, but let's... We'll reel it back in because we're going on yeah, a yeah, page yeah. here. Um, we kind of want to talk about child sex trafficking. During our film, we interviewed a child psychologist, and there's just a lot here we want to address. Mm-hmm. 
We talked to a psychologist when creating our documentary because we really wanted somebody who was educated on, I guess, the science behind what can happen to um, somebody if they're trafficked at such a young age or trafficked at any age, kind of um, how it affects that person. And there are just a lot of different things depending on the situation of, you know, what that person went through exactly. But a lot of trauma and sexual, physical, and emotional injuries that can serve a lifelong of health and social and educational and legal and economical problems for that survivor. These survivors deal with a lot and they have to work really hard. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that. And um, just so, you know, people know that it's not, this isn't something that just happens and you move on. Like these are life changing events that happen to these people. And we need to be able as a community to provide resources and environments for these survivors to use and to, uh, have available to them for free yeah a lot of the formal systems that we have set up fail absolutely fail people Mm -hmm. and i mean we interviewed people at like people who worked i should say at like the ywca and Mm -hmm. different places like that and it's just everyone's situation is so unique and it's hard for people to to get the help that they need Mm -hmm. we need more systems that are set up to deal with this stuff The people buying and selling are the people with power. Your police officers, your doctors, your lawyers, your pastors, your teachers, your lawmakers. The people making the laws and who have the money and the power are the people who are supposed to be stopping this. And that's not happening. In order for sex trafficking, you have to have some disposable income. You know, people with money are the same people with power and we don't go after them because they have the power. Yeah. It's like a cycle of people not stopping where they can because of money, because of, I I don't know, power issues. You know, sex trafficking wouldn't be a thing if people weren't buying. Mm -hmm. And you know who's buying? People with money. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And people with power. People with money, people with power, people who want to feel like they're on top of the fucking world. Another good thing Sarah Sharon said was just she was like, all these things these people have in common is just a disrespect for women. And I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The complete disrespect of another human being. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gone. (laughs) Well, we're going to post a lot of links, um, different resources. And I mean, I might end up posting some of these current stories we wanted to talk about yeah um, because it's just i mean it's crazy that it's this stuff happens and it and it's mm-hmm. still going on and it's yeah. ridiculous so there's many things that you can do to support survivors of sexual violence and of human trafficking and but the most important thing really is that you should believe these people mm-hmm. when they're telling you these things happen to them. I mean, it takes a lot for someone to come forward and tell you about this stuff. They're not. I know some people make it up or whatever, but they're not making it up. You need to listen to these people. Mm-hmm. They need your support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Educate yourself, like we have said, mostly. Um we're going to post a link of 20 ways you can 
help fight sex trafficking. Give that a look. There's also a bunch of other things we're going to link about just how you can help. Different organizations and... Uh, we're definitely going to post like the sexual assault hotlines, suicide hotlines, um, the some other hotlines to call for emergency. Another thing is like we need more data, which is just really sad. Like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. we need more data housing and centers built for survivors. Yeah. And absolutely. Watch out for your friends and family too. look out for warning signs. We're going to post some links of like warning signs or. Uh, to look out for in work environments or uh, just at home with your friends or family, things to watch out if someone starts acting differently and stuff like that. Yeah, because it, it's very commonly it's within the family. So just, you know, you need to learn. Um, I don't think I have it on this list here, but when we were doing, our, we were making our film, there's a big thing with like signs um, that someone is being trafficked. Like you could be like bartending or whatever. And like a guy comes in with this young girl and like the way that she's acting, the way that he's acting, it's very, usually pretty clear that this is a trafficking situation. Mm-hmm. You can detect it because there are patterns and mm-hmm. know, there's things to be looking out for. So we'll post some information on like what you can be looking out for. And what's the harm? And like, if you think that that's what it is, call the police. That's who we have right now to try and help the situation what's the worst thing that could happen if it's not that situation like don't be afraid to stick up for people and right and get involved when you need to get right involved. education is so big mm-hmm. and just um, talking about it talk to your friends talk to your family going. talk to your children about body safety of consent and no mm-hmm. touching rules and stuff like that is a is a good thing to make sure that you teaching your kids from a young age that that yeah. is your body and not anybody else's right. body That's a big thing. is a big thing if little sally doesn't want to give grandpa a hug she doesn't need to give grandpa mm-hmm. a hug and we're saying little talk- sally's body <laughs> exactly it's not grandpa's hug. but yeah and it and it and you got to talk to kids at a young age because it's happening at a young age yeah you know, it is. We need these support systems and everything. So hopefully mm-hmm. you got something out of this. Hopefully it didn't trigger any sort of feelings mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you didn't want to feel today. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. We're going to hopefully post our documentary as well if you want a little more education. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like 11 minutes. It's, it's short. We didn't get, I mean, there's yeah, a lot we, of restrictions in film school, so. Yeah, we made it when we were in film school, and uh, we've definitely grown a lot since then as people, and, but it's a good little doc. Oh, we're going to post the TED Talk, Sharon. We don't really need to, like, list all these things. But. Oh, that, the TED Talk is where she, Sharon has that amazing quote where when they're talking about how much money sex trafficking brings in as an industry, like, how it's a huge money Um, a huge industry Um, one of the top three and that's for a reason yes because one of her best quotes is literally she was like because if you have a child i can sell it to every single one of you in this room over and over and over again but if you have a drug you can only sell it to that one person once and it was like just talking about how the this industry can be have so much money and be it's endless a billion and billion dollar industry. Yeah. <sighs> it's insane. It is. Well. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Take listening. care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Love yourself. Love yourself.
We love ya. We love ya. Bye. 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 Bye.